following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio Network with the wonderful Kelly Smith from Care Partners Living. And um, we are talking about quality of life and really what to expect in um, if you go into a senior living or assisted living community and or memory care and really what goes on. And I think one of the things that we've talked a lot about was just really, it's not like what you think. (laughs) And there's a lot of myths out there. And um, I would hope that if you have certain preconceived ideas about skilled care with a loved one, that you listen to this program, because obviously a lot of things, um, you know, it's not, nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. And, but I will tell you this as a family, number one is, is that a skilled facility, if you are spending time trying to take care of a loved one and it is affecting your life to the point where you can't do it anymore, or you're in a situation where a lot of their needs are over your head, um, you are not serving them by still being at home. I mean, and that's the thing that I think that um, I really want to get through to our families that are listening, that are kind of on the fence, like, you know, I'm concerned about dad or mom, or I don't know what's going to happen. And yes, there's a lot of fears. There's a lot of ways. And we talked this last time about adjusting and what does that look like? So Kelly, can we go into a little bit more about the quality of life when you're in a community? And I think that's so important. Well, what you have to remember too, is when you're thinking about mom and dad at home, okay, let's just say your mom's at home, dad's no longer with you. Mom's at home by herself and you're worried about her quality of life. Mm -hmm. You're over there every day, you know, or every other day helping out. She can't keep up the yard anymore. She's only living in two rooms anyhow. Um, you have to think about, okay, if I put her in, helped her pick out a nice assisted living versus her staying in her home, what's the benefit? Is there a right. benefit? And I think families, again, we talked about some of the things that people are afraid of, but they don't realize is the quality of life. We see people get better. We see people get to Absolutely. a baseline in assisted living because now they're getting three good home-cooked meals a day. Yep. They're getting their medications on time. There's yeah. people around. And we also know that just having human contact can add to people's quality of health. And when they're, when they're isolated all the time and they're home by themselves all the time, the only people they see are their kids and they know it's stressful. Um, it, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't help their, their mental state. It doesn't help their physical health. So getting them involved in a community with people their own age, yeah. where there's things happening and, and things to look forward to Absolutely. You know, what do you do at home all day if all you do is get up and go from this room to that room to this room to that room to this room and mm-hmm. I watch TV and I wait for my kids? Sure. You know, if I, you know, I'm afraid to do too much because what if I fall? Um, you know, or, or whatever their concerns are. It's like, what if they were in a, in a supportive situation mm-hmm. where there was also, you know, like we talked about, good food good company, people you actually find out you have things in common with. Yeah. Um, these aren't places people go to die, but I think people no. get these weird ideas in their head. That's the last place I'll ever live. Well, I'm hoping my house is. So should I paint the front door black and just say it's the end of my life? No, mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. No, it's, it's still home. Yeah. And I think one of the things you're saying is so true because um, what quality of life is it? Like my father was perfect example. And of course, this is way before I was in the industry. Um, He sat at home watching TV all day. That's all he did. 
And, and it, now I, it breaks my heart because he refused. Nobody really helped him to say, you know, your life is going to be so much better if you get proper care. Now, he was fairly independent, uh, you know, until the end of his life. So it wasn't that. But the whole point that I'm making is, is the fact that, you know, quality of life is not sitting home watching TV all day by yourself. It's not. It's not, I don't care who you are and what you do. Um, it's not a good quality of life. It's an, it's an, it's a very downward spiral. Um, you know, having a sense of purpose. And, you know, when we talked about the ladies that sold the candy, I mean, can you imagine what a sense of purpose that was for them? Right. That they would put that, that project together and they did that and the community supported it and the community provided all the candy. Well, they put candy in bulk. They probably spent, you know, over the year, maybe a couple hundred bucks on, on, uh, you know, but look what that did. And it gave them, like you said, it gave them purpose and most communities. Okay. Most communities that I'm aware of in our areas are very cool about stuff like that. If, If you wanted to get a knitting group together that made, you know, uh, hats for preemie babies, um, children in yes. the hospital. Um, I can't tell you how many different different opportunities are out there to give mm-hmm. back to the community. And seniors want to feel, they want to feel, think about this. You've lived your whole life. You've had a career. You've had family. You've had children. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you've had all these different things happen. Now you're at a certain age. And it's like you said, this is what you do all day. Sit in front of television. Wouldn't it be nice if you lived in a community where they saw who you were? Yeah. Not who you are today, but who are you? Who are you really? You're not a hip fracture. You're not dementia. No. You're not, you're not 86 with arthritis. That's not, that's what you have. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. So when you look at these communities, do they really see you and who you are as a person? And when those kind of things happen, candy drives happen. Yes. You know, um, groups form where people start giving back to the community and doing other Absolutely. things that make them still feel like they're needed and they're important. Most communities will support that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, to think about what gives you purpose in life. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, and I'm 65 right now, I'm looking at my, my older years, but I can't imagine, first of all, never retire. They're going to, I mean, I will never retire, but because I love what I do too much. And, but purpose is everything to me. And, and I will tell you that if I didn't have that, how many of our seniors today maybe had such a strong sense of whatever that was. Maybe they were a social director. Maybe they had a purpose in, you know, a career or they were a designer. Maybe they loved to create beautiful place, spaces in their home. Whatever that their passions are slash that they may feel that they can't do anymore. I know you guys will find a way that they can still experience it in some way. And that's the thing about having that, Um, quality of life that I think is so valuable and so important. Even in your memory care, you know, you guys give them an opportunity to fold clothes or, you know, help in some way that they feel like they're a contributing member of a community. You have to do that. I used to have a gentleman in our Mill Creek community years ago that used to follow me around with a clipboard when I'd have tours in the building. I would let families know in advance that this was going to happen. Um, and they were cool, you know, but he ran businesses for years and it made him feel like he had some purpose Yes, Sometimes with these older folks with dementia. You give them some things to do because they need to, we used to have a group of ladies at the Mill Creek community that also set the table every night for dinner. And then they would help the, help the, help the care team clean up after dinner, but they yeah. weren't complaining about it. It wasn't free labor. It wasn't like that. It was a residence feeling like they would be at home. 
We clear the table together. We laugh and joke. We talk about dinner. We talk about other things while we're putting things away. And they like that. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's, they feel, feel that's, like you're part of something. Yes. And that's the thing that I think is so important of how creative you guys get on help making sure that every single resident um, has that sense of value to the to community, that they're valued for something that they do, that they can feel good about themselves. It's like when we talk about self-esteem, self-esteem is created, in my opinion, by the more and more you feel good about what you do and who you are. And, and it's like, you know, it's not created out of the blue, but how can you, you know, step out of yourself to do something for someone else or to serve in some way? And that is self-esteem. It's like when you feel accomplishments, when you feel like you've done things good for the world, that's when you can self-validate yourself. At least that's for me, obviously, but I know that everybody has a purpose on this world. It's just, it, it absolutely does. And it's something that you guys absolutely value. There's also resident council at, at mm-hmm. most of these communities where you can awesome. sign up to do all kinds of things within that. Um, that is so cool. But it's also a way for the residents to speak. I, I don't, you know, I used to say all the time, I don't know what it's like to live in one of these communities. You're going to have to tell me. I got an idea, but I don't know. So if, if there's things that need to be adjusted, things that need to be fixed, you got to talk to us about that. Um, and, and I remember when the council the, comes in, I remember one of the residents I sent you became the president of the council before she passed away. This was a yeah, long time ago, long time ago yeah. in Bothell, but yep. she was like, she took that on and yeah. I was so thrilled for her that yeah. she did that. That she. But did again, that. it gave, gave her purpose. Yes. It gave her something to look forward to. It gave yes. her a reason to keep moving. And, and that's what people need. It, just because somebody's getting older doesn't mean they can't do the things that they used to do. It might do it a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. But like if they like, if they used to be an artist, if they like gardening, if, if they like long walks, mm-hmm. if they like all those things, they can still be done. Yeah. Assisted living myths are you're going to move into a place and everything you ever like to do is gone. That's why people want mm-hmm. to stay in their homes. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I don't want anybody to bother me all the time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, that's not what they want. Right. They don't want that noise all the time. They just want to be left alone with, with options. And what they don't really realize is that assisted living is not like that anymore. No, it's not. And it provides the care uh, that just that in the framework as we're closing, if you're in assisted living, you still have your own personal space. You have your autonomy. You have your own furniture. You have your own, you know, pictures on the wall. It is a, it is your home, but all you have to do is press a button or pick up a phone and somebody's there to help you. Or you have certain things like if you need help with um, you know, your ADLs, your activities of daily living, that's really um, what you're there for. And obviously, um, different communities charge differently. But usually, for the most part, it's on a plateau of your light care, medium or, you know, heavy care, there's different types of programs based on the needs. So you're not going to pay a lot of money for not getting a lot is what I'm saying. Is that yeah. correct? Did it I say correct. it right? You did. You yeah. <laughs> Everybody does it a little bit different, but um, I think that's kind of how I can say it in a nutshell. Yeah, no, so you're Kelly, right on. how do we reach you? 
The best place to check us out is carepartnersliving.com. You can check out you know, pictures, you can see all the different communities and how scattered you know, across, you know, up and down I-5 we are. Um, that's the best place to check us out. You can even see a little bit more about the sales team and the admissions page. Fabulous. And everyone, Kelly will be right back right after this. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey a lot easier.